Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's time, it's time for the Draft Dudes Podcast. What's better than this? Your hosts, the Draft Dudes themselves and co-founders of the Draft Network, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino. Guys being dudes on the Draft Dudes Podcast. And it starts now. What is better than this? It's guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. Kyle Krabs, Chris Schubert, no Joe Marino. Joe is uh, currently, as we speak, at Arrowhead Stadium celebrating the the Bills' Week 6 victory against the Kansas City Chiefs in uh, thrilling fashion. What other way would you expect when those two teams play each other? But Chris and I have you covered here on Draft Dudes today. and Chris. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe today's episode of the show is brought to everyone by some very special friends. I mean, of course, it's brought to our uh, brought to you by our friends over at Bet Online. Football back. Of I'm, I mean, I'm sure I'm sure you know it's back because you watched all the games yesterday. Uh, but it remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. Uh, you'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all sports wagering info, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events like Major League Baseball. MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head on over to betonline.ag and you're going to receive a 100% welcome bonus. Make sure to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B-L-E-A-V, BetOnline, where the game starts. So, with with no gel in our back pocket, uh, we are still going to be covering dudes. Chris, you, you have dudes? Four My dudes. dudes. You two got college, four two dudes. pro. Two college, two okay. pro dudes. And, and this is going to be fun because we have not coordinated our dudes efforts yeah no no so, pre- no pre-production meeting we've gone into this completely blind your well, mock draft i have not seen yet because we're right. recording this before it's out so we're going into the entire show blind which is always fun and that's that was the challenge was that um i had throughout the course of the day today i had to do the entirety of the mock and then the dolphins played at one and then bill chiefs was at four and we record at 7.30, and the mock drops at halftime of Sunday. So, like, for me, it's been kind of periodically working on the mock since about 9 a.m., and then getting revisions, and the, the mock is done with the actual draft order, the live draft order. It is not done with Vegas odds. Uh, so it's kind of been this evolving document where you make all the picks and then the one o'clock games are played and the order changes. And a couple of teams went like up or down like 10 spots because they won or lost a game. So then you got to change a couple of picks and make it fit. Like, so I, you put it together like three or four times. Um, but I will present them to you. However, you would like them presented when we get there, but let's start with with our dudes, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. But it's it, I just listen. Joe's not here. I, I have to do this. Happy National Pasta Day to you, and Happy National yeah. Mulligan Day to you. Which we may want to use a mulligan at some point throughout the show. So you have one well, in your back pocket. I, I can I can tell you from my personal football fan perspective. You'd like week to use seven. It? Week seven is week one. We are hitting the mulligan back to square one. Okay. So, all right. You, you're getting your top two offensive tackles and your starting quarterback back. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's week one as far as I'm concerned. So 
how do you want to present dudes? We usually we do like your block, my block, but I think it's kind of fun that we haven't ironed out what is what. Like, do you want to present your dudes one at a time? Sure. How many? How how do you have it split th- this week? I am three college guys and one pro guy. So you have the three college and the one pro. Okay, let's start with college. Let's start with the Saturday slate of games. Okay. And I, do you want me to go first? I can go first. Uh, I would like one of your college. Okay, my first college dude, he played in a game, and I don't know if anyone had the chance to see it. You know, there was a lot of college football on. Not sure you got a chance to see Alabama and Tennessee play. But if you did, if you watched the game, uh, you saw a guy out there, Jalen Hyatt. He had a pretty good game. Six catches, 207 yards, five touchdowns, channeling his inner Randy Moss stat line there in that game. And, Kyle, my big takeaway from this game was anytime they needed a big play, Hyatt was there to make it. This was a team that didn't have their number one threat in Cedric Tillman going into the game. Hylett picked up uh, the slack, had a monster game, was a large part of the reason why Tennessee was able to win this game. And I felt like, listen, I, I on the show all the time say we got to shout out the big time performances. This was a big time performance, so he made my dudes this week. Yeah, fitting. Uh, I have quarterback Hendon Hooker as okay. one of my dudes. So, yeah, we, we could just talk Tennessee-Alabama here for a minute if you'd like. And um, obviously this – this performance for Tennessee is kind of the we're here kind of declaration, right? Tennessee obviously had started 5-0, and but then they dropped 52 points on Bama. And in large parts, the only times Tennessee did not score is because they shot themselves in the foot or were sloppy with execution. So I think what's really fascinating is you take a lot of these um, air raidy, uh, Art Bryles-type concepts and you utilize them in the sec with sec level talent and the speed and an athlete like hendon hooker like every chris i'm gonna invoke a name here and i don't want you to get mad okay but we all remember how productive bryce petty was at baylor oh well you just had to go there oh yeah we remember no i'm not gonna like rain on your parade right now or anything like that but ultra wide splits option routes in space that are vertical with vertical stems down the field. This is just like the souped up version of that. And uh, Hen and Hooker is humming at a really high level. And uh, Ray Garvin and I did a film study at the end of last week on Hen and Hooker before the game and uh, kind of encapsulated a lot of the, hey, as you are looking to translate this player, here are some things to watch. And I thought he did some nice things in the Alabama game that were things that were kind of on the punch list of, I want to see this. I want to see a little bit more anticipation throwing within the pocket. And this was a good game that did that with a lot of throws over the middle of the field. Um, lots of room for growth, but I guarantee you the Hendon Hooker stock watch is only going to go up from here. And for his performance, 21 of 30 for 385 yards and, and five touchdowns uh, plus 56 rushing yards is well worthy of one of the designations of my dudes. Love the poise he played with. I said this Saturday night when we did the college football wrap-up show on the TD and YouTube channel. I, the poise was something that really stood out to me. Because, listen, Kyle, you and I talk about it all the time with Joe on the show. We talk about game script, right? And if the game gets away from you or if the game plays out the way you want it to, what that allows you to do. Well, from a game script perspective, I don't think it could have gone any better for Tennessee in the first half offensively with what they were able to do. Yet you look up at the scoreboard going into half, and what was it, 28-20? to 20? Like, you played about as well as you could have played offensively, and yet you're only up 8 on Alabama and so it felt like oh no here we go again they're going to find a way to do this and the poise of when the game is tied when Bama takes the lead like to just constantly be able to be like okay 
I've got it. No worries. The pressure's not going to get to me. I'm able to thrive in the moment. Yeah, it's home. It's a, it's a loud atmosphere. That, to me, was the big takeaway from Hendon Hooker is that just the poise that he was able to showcase in that moment. The two big throws that he made on the drive to put them in range for the field goal to win it were impressive. Yep. Just the poise, to me, really stood out. And so, uh, big-time performance from him. He's going to get talked up for, for good reason. Does he make the mock draft? Did he sneak in there? Hendon Hooker is not in the mock draft. Okay. All right. That's, see, I, I'm getting some There are four here. quarterbacks in the mock but, draft. There are four quarterbacks in the mock draft. Hendon Hooker, not one of them. Okay, Correct. good, good Correct. to know. Uh, my other college guy, and then you can share your two college guys. I want to shout out uh, a guy. It better be who one of mine is. If you did it's, not pick mine, I'm going to be justifiably upset. Okay, probably you're probably not going to pick this guy because this is a hashtag my brand guy. This is a guy that I personally enjoy watching play football on a weekly basis. Kendra Miller, running back of TCU, is my second dude this week. 22 carries, 104 yards, and two touchdowns in TCU's double overtime win over Oklahoma State. This dude has been on a tear lately, folks. Four, three of his last four games, he's gone over 100 yards. He scored a touchdown on the ground in every game this season. He's at eight for the year. He's had multiple two-touchdown games, the game against Oklahoma, and then this game against Oklahoma State. It has not gotten enough love. Junior running back Kendra Miller from TCU. Uh, big game from him, big performance from TCU. So wanted to give them some love. Go ahead, you can yell at me. No love for Utah tight end Dalton Kincaid for 15 receptions for 217 yards and a touchdown in Utah's big 43-42 comeback victory over the top 10 ranked USC Trojans. No love for that guy. That guy wasn't a dude for you this week. He could have been a dude. Uh, do you want me to do the Joe thing where I put up the list of dudes and he that he was on the list but he didn't make the cut? No, not that, really. I'm not going to do that. Yeah, I picked my dudes. I, mean, I stand by my decision. It was hard enough leaving Cam Rising off, uh, 29 of 43, 415 passing yards and two touchdowns, plus 60 rushing yards and three rushing touchdowns for, for Cam Rising. Tank Bigsby didn't game. make the list for me. Like, there's other, you know, there's some great performances. Um, respectfully, I could probably come up with 10 running backs that deserve to be on this list before was, Tank, Bigs was, Tank Bigsby a, in a loss. It was a pretty by, good by the way, running backs. By the way, you mentioned uh, the TCU win in general. Weren't they down 14 with like six minutes left or something like that? Like, they, I remember watching that one go by on the ticker as I was dialed in on some of the other games. Yeah, I can't I can't fault people for turning the game off because it was 24 to 7 o Oklahoma State at one point. But yes, in the fourth quarter, lost in the fourth quarter, it was 27 to 13 in the third quarter, and they went on an incredible run. Actually, he got up as high as 30-16 to 16 going into the fourth quarter and two touchdowns, uh, TCU, where he was able to tie it at 30, and then they went into overtime and, and won it in the second overtime. Ooh, I mean, I you could have – I, I could have given Max Duggan some props. Quentin Johnston could have gotten some love from that game. There were a lot of worthy recipients from that football game. Yeah. Okay, so I have one more college dude. Yeah, you like him? It is a draft-eligible player, and it's another, it's another player that's in the mock draft. There's not a there's not a glaring statistical performance here, and if you didn't watch the game, you probably will hear me say this name, and you'll be like, "Huh? Like, why?" But just hear me out. Kentucky quarterback Will Levis, one of my dudes for this week. He missed last week. He was in a boot. He played. He was 17 of 23 for 230 passing yards, one touchdown and one interception, seven rushing yards. So not an impressive statistical performance. But Will Levis, Chris, I apologize. You are going to have to put the expletive tag on the show today. Okay. He got the shit kicked out of him by Mississippi State. 
they beat him up relentlessly. He's playing with an injured foot. Three weeks ago, he had a finger on his hand that made a left turn at Albuquerque that wasn't supposed to. And then in this game, he he gets free runners on busted protection and hits a throw down the field, 20-plus yards downfield, and takes a free runner right to the face and lands on his shoulder and has to leave the game in the first half. He comes back out and he plays the second half. And he's still just getting smacked around relentlessly. Like, you saw the Florida game. You see Florida-Kentucky this year? Yes, I How he was just getting battered relentlessly. It was the same thing. And it's like Rocky Balboa just picking himself up off the mat in the 10th round, just battered, and you can see just how much he fought through physically getting smacked around. I thought it was a very, very gritty performance for Will Levis, and I think it really encapsulates you foil a 27-17 victory over Mississippi State against the track meet that Tennessee and Alabama had. And to to Bryce Young's credit, I was one more massive hit amidst a completion away from sending out a tweet that was like, nobody, semicolon, Bryce Young, after throwing a dart on an extended play, semicolon, with a gif of a crash test dummy. Just total whiplash. Because Bryce, extended plays, making stuff happen, throwing darts, and then just getting smacked. It was the same thing for Will uh, in that showcase against uh, Mississippi State. But if Will Levis does not come back into this game, they do not win the football game. Well, he made it, a couple big time throws. We've talked about it when we were together for Alabama, Texas A and M, and we knew Will wasn't playing in that game. We were like, okay, well, it's not, it's, it's not going to go well for Kentucky. That's it. Like if he That's doesn't it. play, yep. it's, yeah, right. It's not going to go well, and so it, it, they go as he goes, and so. Yeah, dude, what a, what a fantastic week in college football. There are so many performances that you can shout out. Some great running Blake back performances. Blake, I mean, there was some. I mean, there was just all over the place. Some great performances uh, across uh, college football. My two pro. I will start with my first pro dude for the week. I, I, can I combo it? Can I take? Can I bring two people together to be the first dude? I'm gonna this do it. I lame. am. This is I, I'm the producer of the show. I can do whatever I want. Joe Burrow to Jamar Chase. That is the first dude. That connection. Because, my goodness, you walk into the Superdome wearing Jamar Chase's national championship game-worn jersey. You better back it up on the field. And that is exactly what Joe Burrow did. And he had Jamar Chase to help him out, including the game-winning touchdown. How about this for a stat line? Seven for 132 and two tutties. Joe Burrow, 28 of 37, 300 yards and three touchdowns. Those two play pretty well in the Superdome. And they go in, and they get a much-needed victory over the New Orleans Saints. And, Kyle, for all the questions that we've had about Cincinnati and, and their offense and the protection of Joe Burrow and everything that's been going on, there have been questions about Jamar Chase. He was the subject of nobody cares about your fantasy team last week on Draft Dudes. Well, guess what? If he was in your fantasy team this week, he showed up in a big way for you. I think a big breakout game for him, uh, it's getting into the end zone twice, that's going to make a lot of people happy. Uh, can confirm nobody cares about my fantasy team, but I did have Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow cuffed on... Uh, my hometown league, and it's a half PPR, and they scored me about 65 points. I had 160 points scored by the time the one o'clock games ended. Life was very good for me. For that's good. That's a that's pretty good. That's that doesn't. It's suck. like hey, this, I should. It's like Happy Gilmore when he just hits the hole in one. 
like, hey, it's a lot easier. I should just do that every time. Just try and get it on the first shot every time. Um, I'm glad that you mentioned Chase because obviously, and and obviously the the backbreaker at the end, um, on the big catch and run, was uh, the big breakout that everybody's been waiting on. I am gonna go off the beaten path. I'm going to pick a head coach from a team that lost excuse on Sunday me? in the NFL for one of my remaining, my last dude, excuse me. We're giving a dude out to a head coach and yes. the head coach lost. Correct. Do you have any guesses? I mean, if it's Cliff Kingsbury, I might leave the show. So it's not, I can tell you okay. it's not. I told you those, those sneaky Seahawks are going to be better than everybody gave him credit for three and three. So far, our guy Tariq Woolen, he could have been a dude. He certainly he, could have been a dude. It, fourth straight game with a pick. Very easily could have been a dude. But he was not my dude. Steve Wilkes for telling Robbie Anderson to get out of here? That is exactly who my last dude is. Interim head coach Steve Wilkes of the Carolina Panthers for telling Robbie Anderson, you are much too mid to be this big of a headache. Get out of here. He kicked him off the sideline. Robbie Anderson mouthing out. And uh, did you see... Uh, all like the the big media guys who are obviously getting fed information, right? And it's like um, Panthers will field calls on Christian McCaffrey, uh, but don't expect them to trade defensive stalwarts. Team will likely try to trade Robbie Anderson instead. Okay, great. Good luck with that. Now, did that's like going to the car dealer? Getting shown, asking about the cars in the front of the lot, and then the car dealer saying, that's great, what's your budget? And you say, uh, about 3500 cash. And he says, I got just the thing for you, come with me. And he walks you out back, and it's some rusted out 88 <laughs> Chevy Cavalier without a working motor, cracked windshield, flat tire. He says, this puppy right here, old reliable, you can drive this thing into the ground. You're going to love it. That's the equivalent of saying, hey, I'd like to inquire about Christian McCaffrey and Brian Burns and Jeremy Chin and Taylor Moton and them saying, okay, but what about Robbie Anderson? Nobody cares. Like, what? Genuine question. Why is Robbie Anderson a thing? Well, like, he, Robbie, that's the thing. Robbie Anderson, been. right, but like, Robbie Anderson has been an exponentially bigger thing than his statistical production has indicated that he ever should be for like a year and a half now. Guy, guy, Chris, the guy had 110 targets for Caroline in 2021. And he caught 48% of those 110 targets and averaged less than 10 yards per catch. 9.8. This year, through the first five games, 206 receiving yards. What is like Robbie Anderson going off in the offseason about Baker May? He doesn't want Baker Mayfield, doesn't want to play with Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold's my QB. Who cares? Genuine quiet. Like, who cares? And like, I just, it, it blows my mind that every week you're going to wake up on a day that ends in Y and Robbie Anderson's name is going to be trending on social. Good for Steve Wilkes. Well, so I don't know if... Listen, it was in the same window as Bill's Chief, so I can understand if you didn't have a, a see much of it. I put Red I Zone on because I want to watch all the games in the, in the, in the slate because there was only three of them. 
every I Kyle, I kid you not, every time they went to the game, it was a PJ Walker drop back and it was a swing pass to the outside. There was nothing down the field. So if we're not going to throw the ball down the field, we are not showcasing what potentially Robbie Anderson could do for a team. So, and that was frustrating him. And then he blew up on the sidelines and got heated with his wide receiver coach, not once, but twice. Steve Wilkes had to get in there, yell at the wide receivers coach, and then kicked Robbie out of there. There's no, there is zero trade value now at this point. They're going to cut him. He's going to so, be gone. Yeah, and it shouldn't necessarily be a surprise. But here we are. So I applaud Steve Wilkes for saying enough is enough. And he got his inner Mike Singletary on. My dude, my second NFL dude, my last dude for this part of the show. He's a running back. A lot of running backs here. I got a college running back and a pro running back. Plays for the New York football Jets. Brees mm. Hall, 20 carries, 116 yards and a touchdown. And on the play in which he scored the touchdown, he called an audible, called his own number. It was supposed to be a double reverse to Braxton Berrios. He saw the open field. He took it for a touchdown. And boy, do I owe Brees Hall an apology because when, when the Jets traded up for Brees Hall and they got him in the, the top of the second round of the NFL draft this past April, I was a little stunned. I was like, eh, this is not my favorite running back in the class. We've already got Michael Carter. What are we doing? What are we doing? And then all throughout... OTAs and training camp in the preseason. I heard now just wait, just wait. You're going to see the explosiveness. You're going to see the big playability of Brees Hall. I owe Brees Hall and the New York Jets and Joe Douglas an apology because this dude, every time he's out there is a big play threat. He has been incredible for this football team. And, and I didn't think it was going to happen, but he has taken over as the lead running back in this tandem with him and Michael Carter. He is the RB one on this team and he has played exceptionally, exceptionally well for the now four and two New York Jets, and you didn't think I was going to fill in for Joe on the show today, be able to share my dudes and not talk about the 4-2 New York Jets, were you? Come on. No, of course not. Can can we appreciate the parity that exists across the NFL, though? Of course we can. It's crazy right now. So I would like to, right now, read through, and this is, granted, we are recording this before Sunday Night Football. So there, there's a team on this list that may or may not uh, continued to be on this list. But I want to read the amount of teams in the NFL that have one loss or less and one win or less. And there are no okay. winless teams, so it's all one win. Uh, the Buffalo Bills are 5-1. and one. The Las Vegas Raiders are 1-4. The Houston Texans are one, three, and one. Chris, that's it for the <laughs> AFC. That's yep. it in the AFC. Everybody else has is separated by a maximum of two games. In the NFC, the Eagles are five and zero. Oh. The the Giants are five and one, and they beat the Ravens. And they get the Jacks next week, Kyle. They could be the six and one Giants. The Cowboys, as we record this, are 4-1, and one, but they play the Eagles. So if they lose, they will not be on this list, but that's sixth. The Vikings are 5-1. and one. Weirdest 5-1 and and team other than the Giants, I think. They might be weirder than the Giants. Oh, the Dolphins gave them the game on Sunday. Well, they, they, they lost the turnover battle. Yeah, it's they, weird. The Vikings won the turnover battle 3 to nothing. And the Dolphins were penalized 10 times for 97 yards. And I think the Vikings were penalized 
twice for 10. And the Dolphins had another quarterback switch for the fourth consecutive game mid-game. The Vikings had 230 yards of offense. And Miami had like 460. Five they had no one. business winning the football game. But here they are at 5-1. and one, And you are what your record says you are. And then you also have the one-win Lions and Panthers. That's it. That's it. I believe... Seven of the 32? I think seven or eight is what we counted there? I... Yeah. So the other 24 teams in the NFL are at maximum separated by two games. You know what? I have a take for you. You shouldn't put the Texans on this list because of the tie. They're closer than all of those one-win teams. You know what? I respect what you did there. And here's the last thing we'll say on this before we move to the box draft. The Seahawks, the Rams, the 49ers, the Falcons, the Buccaneers, the Packers, the Bengals, the Ravens, the Patriots, the Dolphins. What do all of those teams have in common? They are all 500. They're all three and three. They're all three and three. So, never mind the Colts are three, two, and one. (laughs) Right there, they're a half game in front. Never mind the Titans have an early bye, and they lost Taylor Lewan, and their offensive line looks kind of shaky. You know what? Right now, they're three and two. Never mind the Chargers and Broncos play each other tonight, and if the Broncos win, then that's two more teams that are three and three. I mean, you are legitimately looking at half of the league as five hundred or a half a game off of five hundred right now. Parody, man, it's fun. This is fun. It is a good time, and to just for me personally to have one of the teams that is part of this parody and not a team that's out of it. It's just fun every week. And that's what this should be about. That's what being an NFL fan should be about. That just being a part of the mix here, and it uh, it's been it's been enjoyable. Well, and then there's the Bills and the Eagles. Yeah, there that's a different tier. Yeah. <laughs> it's a different it's a different level of football that's being played by, right. by some of those teams. Right. Okay, so how do you want to do the mock draft? How about this? How about you? you the listeners might not like this, but I think this will land. We'll see. What if you give me? There's 31 pick. What if you give me six picks at a time? Just chunk it. Okay. Six picks and then that you can give your biggest reaction from all, yep. all six of those picks. I can give you my running thoughts of, oh my goodness, this guy's still on the board. I can ask you the yep. questions. Yep. And yep. folks, yep. I have I have not seen the mock draft. It is He's it, totally it is, blind. Is not, I can confirm he's totally blind. As we are recording the show, the, it's not even live yet on the website. Now, it is live for you by the time you're hearing this, but it's not live, so I can't see it. So this will be good. All right, go ahead, Kyle. Uh, the first six picks in order. The Carolina Panthers, Las Vegas Raiders, Detroit Lions, Houston Texans, Philadelphia Eagles, the 5-0 Philadelphia Eagles currently picking fifth, courtesy of the Saints, Uh, and then the Houston Texans again, courtesy of the Cleveland Browns. So the the Texans pick four and six. Uh, The Panthers at one drafted quarterback C.J. Stroud, Ohio State. Ooh, C.J. Stroud, QB1. Got it. Okay. That's the Dave Teffer... Biggest name, best program, best production effect. Uh, Will Anderson, two to the Las Vegas Raiders. Will Levis, three to the Detroit Lions. Bryce Young, four to the Houston Texans. Miles Murphy, defensive end Clemson, five to the Philadelphia Eagles. And Jordan Addison, six to the Houston Texans. So the Texans getting Bryce Young and Jordan Addison in the top six. Okay, a couple of thoughts. 
Love the fact that we've just decided that we're just going to give the Eagles a pass rusher just to make their fans happy. I love that that's the that decision is, that we've made here. Uh, who else am I going to pick at five? No, that's that's fair. That's fair. Like, what, just, what am I going to do? I'm going to give him Devontae or uh, Devontae Wyatt. Am I going to give him Jalen Carter and just like, yeah, here you go. Here's another Georgia defensive tackle. Go ahead. Guys, right, go right, nuts. right. Um, I really want to talk about the idea of Max Crosby and Will Anderson in Las right. Vegas. Right. That's fun. That was like, yeah, you'd really like to get if you were going off pure need, Jalen Carter's probably a more proper pick because I think they're more hurting on the inside. But Will Anderson, best player available, long-term fit with with Max Crosby, and obviously Chandler Jones hasn't given you what you hoped that he would to this point in the season. I was really excited about making that pick too. Yeah, I mean, I think, listen, the trenches, right? The trenches, the trenches, the trenches. I bet being better on both sides of the ball and getting another pass rusher certainly helps. Uh, the the Raiders. Uh, well, real quick before we keep going, Houston, I, I, Bryce Young and, and Jordan Addison, that feels like a home run to get both of those yeah. guys inside the top 10. Now I will say, as we continue this, my running thought is we've just had three quarterbacks go inside the top six. You'll have one more so in the entire I have one. I have one more the rest of the way. Correct. And I don't I don't know if he's going to come in the next six picks. He's not. It you won't get him until the back half of the of the round. Because you look at the teams, Pittsburgh, Arizona, Jacksonville, I don't think they're going to take a quarterback. I mean, Chicago, I don't know. It's probably a safe, a safe assumption to say they won't. Washington, who knows? And then Seattle, Geno Smith's balling out right now. So Right. So th- that is indeed the order of the next six. Uh, I have Jalen Carter, defensive tackle, going to the Pittsburgh Steelers at seven. Uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba, wide receiver, Ohio State, going to the Arizona Cardinals. Listen. We need, need we need some, we we no we need we need we need help every other area than, than wide receiver. Chris, they need help at wide receiver too. No, dude, they can't. I cannot watch this team invest another first round pick into a wide receiver. I can't do it. I can't. What do you mean another one? They did drafted Hollywood they tr- Brown and they tr- they used the first on and they traded a first for Hollywood right? Brown. Chris, the whole point of the air raid system and an athletic quarterback is it mitigates the the need for offensive line because you're spread spreading and spacing the field and you got a guy who can make guys miss. I got a take for you. They're not running the air raid next year because they're going to have a new coach. So. Well, then they, then they better find a new quarterback, too, because I don't know how many coaches in the NFL are going to be tailoring their offense to Kyler Murray's strengths. Uh, Jacksonville taking Peter Skoronsky, offensive lineman, uh, at number nine. The Chicago Bears drafting Broderick Jones, offensive tackle, at number 10. The Washington Commanders drafting Cam Smith, corner South Carolina. And then Seattle at 12, Chris... Keely Ringo, corner, Georgia, to pair with Tariq Wool. That's fun. The other two That's picks I want to the other two picks I want to talk about are the picks you made for Chicago and Washington. This feels like much better value for Chicago to take a tackle than where we've been having them in yeah, recent top picks. Five. When they've yeah. been up at three, five, six. This feels a much sweeter sweet spot, spot to get one of these offensive tackles, at least as of this juncture. And it this is a complete bias. But I watched the Washington Commanders game with Ryan Fowler in the TDN Premium Discord as part of our watch along. But I watched him complain about the way that the the Commanders cover with their corners. So just on a biased perspective alone, I give this pick a seal of approval because they need some help. Right. Well, and then also Cam or uh, William Jackson's requested a trade, and it sounds like they're going to work to do that because they're not playing him, and it's not. So he's not going to be there. And right, so we need exactly we need either. we need some people. We need some new some new blood. We need some youth in there. So okay. Still no quarterback. Okay. So we have Atlanta, Seattle again. The first Seattle pick was courtesy of the Denver Broncos. Uh, Atlanta 13, Seattle at 14, Cincinnati 15, uh, New England at 16, Green Bay at 17, 
One, two, three, four, five. Not a math guy. One more. Uh, the Miami Dolphins, courtesy the San Francisco 49ers at 18. Gervin Dexter, defensive tackle to the Falcons at 13. Tyree Wilson, defensive lineman, Texas Tech to the Seattle Seahawks. Beef up that Seattle defense, folks. Yeah, man. The offense is humming, right? You got athletic tackles now all of a sudden. There's no going to be no value on the interior offensive line anywhere in this mock, if we're being honest. Kenneth um, Walker looked really good. Right. Yeah. He looked more, good. Ripping off more big runs. Uh, you've obviously got the talent at wide receiver and tight end. Like, offensively, they're they're really set. They're good to go. Uh, I put Trenton Simpson, linebacker, Clemson to Cincinnati at 15. Cornerback Joey Porter Jr. to the New England Patriots at 16. Tight end Michael Mayer to the Green Bay Packers at 17. Offensive weapons is what they need. Offensive weapons. Right, and that, that guy can help you in the run game and the pass game. So if you want to be a two-running back offense, great. Let's go ahead and get a guy in here who can help block and can also help in the passing game. And then Brian Branch, safety Alabama to the Miami Dolphins at 18. Okay, got a, got a, got a thought for you. And I, I didn't know where you were going to have Branch, right? But I look at 15 in Cincinnati. Jesse Bates might not be there next year. Did you yep. give any thoughts to, for Branch there at 15? Any thoughts? No, no, because Branch isn't a deep safety. Okay. Branch is more of the nickel, like kind of the same things we said about Antonio Johnson over at Texas A&M. He's much more of the nickel, second level, play on the hash, sub package, can play man-to-man type as compared to I'm going to play high and just clean stuff up behind me. So uh, Miami, Nick Needham just reportedly tore his Achilles, uh, and he's an expiring free agent anyway. Um, I took that and said, okay, well, like we, we, we have a vacancy here anyway, and Brandon Jones... Uh, there are other safety with Javon Holland, who's who's excellent, and Holland's kind of covering up everybody's messes on the back end because they still don't have Byron Jones. Uh, but Brandon Jones is a little bit more of a traditional strong safety, so Branch has much more coverage upside, which is why I went him there for the Dolphins. So we've gotten to pick 20, and the yes. fourth quarterback is no, not 19. off the board. 19. No, sorry. Well, 19. you're going to say 20. 20 is going to be the next pick. And names, if no, it's not... 19 is going to be the next pick. Didn't you give out Miami making the selection at 19? Oh, I, sorry. My tankathon has the the forfeited pick as a number. I understand draft dudes do math. My apologies. Sincerely, well, I'm glad uh, you're in on the bit. Congrats on so, being on the bit. Quarterbacks that I think we could consider in the first round because we've already ruled out Hendon Hooker, Jaron Hall, BYU. There's only one. I'm just giving you names that I think you could. Yeah, there's you only would one have acceptable answer though. Jaron Hall, Anthony Richardson, or Cam Ward are the three that I think you considered for this pick. There's Those one are the three. acceptable answer. There's one acceptable answer. All right, I don't want to put in a guess because I think I'm going to be wrong. So go ahead and... Okay. and... Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Baltimore Ravens, Detroit Lions, courtesy of the Rams, Indianapolis Colts, LA Chargers, Tennessee Titans are our next six picks. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers drafting quarterback Cam Ward from Washington State. Here, Todd Brady, obviously expiring contract. This team's going to be a team that's in transition. They got some weapons. They have some linemen. I just think Ward's put together the most complete resume out of those quarterbacks that you just mentioned. You listen. You know how I feel about Cam, right? So you yep. you know you know my thoughts. I two things. He's got two years left of eligibility, so I'm just not sure if he's going to declare. That's the thing that concerns me a little bit. Sure, sure, and. 
the, the, the Bucks are the team, right? Of this pocket of teams, they would be the team that I think would do this. Maybe Minnesota, but that's about it, right? Those are the teams that I would consider doing this. Right. So I can't, I can't fault you at this stage of the of the draft order for doing this. So I, I don't hate it all that much. Um, and you know how I feel about Cam Ward, so you're tugging at my heartstrings by making that selection. So that was um, not an easy choice, but it was it was one of the few spots for Tampa in the midst of all of the changes that they have coming that I felt good about. Um, our next pick. We have cornerback Christian Gonzalez to the Baltimore Ravens at 20. We have Brian Brzee, defensive lineman to the Detroit Lions to go along with Will Levis as their two first-round picks. Uh, the Colts at 22. Isaiah Foskey, pass rusher in Notre Dame. Oh, I love this pick. It was hard to pass on a tackle, and two tackles go with the next two picks. So that was kind of the only thing that I struggled with. Uh, the Chargers at 23, I gave them Paris Johnson Jr. Uh, because I know he could play at a right-handed stance because he played right guard for Ohio State before switching to play right tackle. And then Jalen Duncan at 24 to the Tennessee Titans. Two teams that need uh, offensive line help, and certainly you could throw the Colts in there as well, so I understand why you you hesitated. But, man, I think Foskey is uh, – that's, that's a fun pick there for the Colts. Yeah, fitting in as that kind of speed guy for Yannick Ngakwe uh, for them. Uh, which brings us to our next – you want to just do seven? Yeah, you know what? Just do seven. Okay. Uh, the Jets at 25, I gave them Antonio Johnson – Defensive Love back. Love this. Hybrid, hybrid safety type, Texas A&M. The Dallas Cowboys at 26. I gave them Bijan Robinson running back. Oh, my University goodness. Tony Texas. Pollard, Ezekiel Elliott, get out of here. Holy smokes. So you Pollard's, an, ex- first round. You Pollard's an expiring contract, and you can move on from Zeke post June 1st, AKA after you draft Bijan and secure yourself the replacement and save eight figures in cap space. Guys played at Texas. He's a big right. name. That right. fits the Jerry Jones mantra. Right. This is they're they're Kyle. having all their success without Dak Prescott by running the ball. This is genius by you. Genius. I was so excited. I texted Joe. I'm like, Joe, talk me out of giving Bijan Robinson to the Cowboys. And he said, uh, because you don't have to. And I was like, okay, you're lame. See you later. I'm doing it. We'll talk about it later. So B. John Robinson of the Cowboys at 26. Uh, the Giants, the New York Giants at 27. <laughs> the 5-1 and one The 5-1 New, New York Giants at 27. John Michael Schmitz, center, Minnesota. Uh, the choice, obviously, with, with what they have going. A lot of it is in the run game. And... Um, those two offensive tackles are road graders, but there's room inside. Michael Schmitz can play guard or tackle, or excuse me, guard or center. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs at 28, Jameer Gibbs, running back Alabama, toy for Patrick Mahomes. The Minnesota Vikings at 29, tight end Darnell Washington from Georgia. The Buffalo Bills at 30, Henry Toho Toho, linebacker Alabama, and the Philadelphia Eagles at 31, Jordan battle safety Alabama so I have a couple thoughts here right immediately what comes to mind is you, 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 you're telling Clyde Edwards Hilaire to, to pack his bags and, and 
find a new home. Because, Respectfully. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you're bringing in Jameer Gibbs. I can't necessarily complain about that. Uh, Minnesota, we have decided that we're just going to mock a tight end in Minnesota between now and eternity, even though Irv Smith uh, caught a touchdown pass yesterday. We're getting a tight end. Yeah, there. but I want a blocker. We're going to no, run no, no. the I'm ball. Not... You got Dalvin Cook. I want a blocker, and that's not Irv. No, sh- so. no shade, but we're just going to – if one of the two tight ends is available to them, we're going to mock them a tight end. That, that's what it feels Correct. like. And, right. and boy, what was your thought process behind Toa Toa to Buffalo? Because the thing I can think of is Toa Toa and Matt Milano playing together. <laughs> that's right. what I think yeah, of. Because that, that's, my, that's my comp for Toa Toa is kind of a Matt Milano-esque skill set. And I understand Tremaine Edmonds, you won complimentary players there on the, in the second level. But oh, what do the wide receiver deserves to be drafted in the first round right now? And I know Quentin Johnston had two big games back to back. but like He would be the name. And is that a fit for Buffalo with Gabe Davis and Stefan Diggs outside? Like, not really. I don't like it. So that doesn't make sense. There's no interior offensive lineman that I feel like is a good fit here. You could go Osiris Torrance from Florida, but he's 347 pounds and he plays in the SEC. What about that says Buffalo Bills with what their mantra has been on building this offensive line renewed with the renewed focus that they've had this year and getting athletes on the front? Doesn't make any sense. So. You know, you've got Roger Saffold as an expiring contract, but I didn't see anybody that I like there. So then it's okay, Tremaine Edmonds and Jordan Poyer in the back seven. Well, I feel like Poyer's more likely to get another deal than what Edmonds is. So let me replace Edmonds with a linebacker that I think is worthy of going in the first round. Did it feel good to to do a mock draft with an actual order instead of the Super Bowl odds? I actually had good? fun. I actually had fun doing this one. The first one was fun. The second one stunk because it was after like week two. And like the Super Bowl odds really didn't change all that much. You only had like two weeks of sample size for college players. So you didn't really get that much of a new sampling. It was like right after Florida beat Utah. It was like, oh, let's have the knee-jerk reaction and openly acknowledge that it's a knee-jerk reaction and put Anthony Richardson in the top five. Like that was the big thing in the last one. This one was actually a brand new experience and it was actually a lot of fun. I had fun reacting to it uh, in in real time. That was that was a very enjoyable process for me. Yeah. Uh, and hopefully, everybody, if you want to hear Kyle's full thoughts on all these players, go go to thedraftnetwork.com and read the mock draft, please. Absolutely. Please do so. Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, Chris Schubert here on the show. Joe, go kick rocks. Congrats on the win. Chris, congrats on the win. Congrats on Club Dub. Congrats to everybody celebrating Dub Dub Club Dub Dub Club Dub. Congrats to our friends at Bet Online for being the best partners that we could ever ask for and continue to support the show here on Draft Dudes. Make it a great rest of your day. Enjoy the game tonight, and we will talk with you all again tomorrow. Thanks for being here for another episode of the Draft Dudes Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. While you are at it, help the dudes out by leaving a rating and review. Want more? Head over to www.thedraftnetwork.com or follow us at The Draft Network on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.